Hello and welcome to the Future Father Dave podcast. Join me, a Catholic seminarian, each week as I share the story of my vocation and prepare to embark upon the journey of a lifetime as a Catholic priest. So welcome back to episode 11 of the podcast. And, um, yeah, there's only one word to describe this week, and it was absolutely magical. It was just such an incredible week, uh, from the weather being perfect to the views being incredible through the, through the White Mountains to just meeting so many amazing people. It was just probably my best week on trail, honestly. It's been that good. And um, real quick side note, um, last week's episode, for those of you who were having technical difficulties, the first seven minutes, that segment there at the beginning, uh, didn't load properly for whatever reason. So I went and re-uploaded it. And uh, so that problem should be fixed now. So if you want to go back and listen to last week's episode, uh, you should be able to do that if you so desire. So... But yeah, back to this week. It has been absolutely incredible. I went through the Franconia Ridge and up over um, Mount Washington today. So, and I've also stayed at several of the AMC Mountain Huts, which are these remote huts where you can hike in and stay at an incredible bunkhouse with a view. Have them all over the White Mountains, uh, and they're run by the Appalachian Mountain Club, which is pretty cool. And they have a program for thru-hikers where they, in exchange for me doing a little bit of work and helping with some chores, I get to eat all of their leftovers from dinner and sleep on the floor. So not a bad gig, especially when um, it's pretty pricey to actually stay there as a guest. So definitely... uh, worth the experience, and I'm very fortunate to have gotten uh, to do that twice now this week. So, pretty awesome. Uh, So, yeah, with that, I will jump right into a prayer this week. Lord Jesus, I am just so beyond um, speechless, is the best way I can put it. I mean, I am just speechless at how beautiful this area is your creation lord is just immaculate and then also even more beautiful is just the generosity that i've experienced from people uh i've experienced trail magic galore this week and from so many different people in so many different ways and it's just been an incredible gift to receive that and to um to just have your goodness wash over me, Lord. Um, you give me all of these blessings that I don't deserve, way more than I could ever deserve, and uh, I thank you immensely for that. And it has been such a joy to meet so many wonderful people this week. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Yeah, so uh, my rose from this week has got to be the weather. I mean, the weather has just been perfect. And in the White Mountains, the weather is very uh, volatile. It can change in an instant. 
and case in point, it went from freezing rain and almost hypothermic conditions on Sunday of last week when I was going over Mount Musalaki to then 75 and beautiful and clear sunny blue skies the very next day going over the Kinsman Ridge. And so that's how quickly the weather can change up here. And um, particularly in the area over Mount Washington, people have died from exposure up there every single month of the entire year, including the summertime. So you got to be really, really careful with the weather in this area. But because it's so high up and it's so exposed, it's absolutely gorgeous. And so if you're able to time it right with the weather, it can be a phenomenal, phenomenal place to be. Um, and this week has just been perfect, amazing weather all week long. Uh, unfortunately, it is supposed to rain here tomorrow. I'm filming this on Friday night and uh, Saturday. And Sunday, it's supposed to rain. And last Saturday and Sunday, it also rained. But the five days in between have been sunny and 75 and just absolutely gorgeous. So it's been quite the treat to go through some of these really iconic parts of the trail with great weather. My thorn for this week is the fact that in New Hampshire, there are all these different trails that make up the Appalachian Trail. So it seems like every five minutes, you're having to figure out which new trail is technically the AT. Instead of in previous states, it's always just one trail, and it's the Appalachian Trail. And they call it the Appalachian Trail, and all the signs say Appalachian Trail. But here, there was one day where I literally, I think the name of the trail that I was on changed like five or six times in the span of five miles. And all of them in parentheses on the sign said, here's the name of the trail, in parentheses, AT. And then a mile later, it would branch into a different trail. And it would see, say, this trail, in parentheses, AT. And so it just makes it a little more confusing navigationally. And I'm very fortunate that I haven't taken too many wrong turns here in the Whites um, the last week or so. So... That has been the thorn. It's been a little frustrating trying to navigate that. But allegedly, according to some locals, the reason for that is because the AT didn't come along until after some of these, a lot of these other trails were already established. And so they just basically wove the AT into whatever trails they already had existing. And so that's why you have different names for the trail. Uh, and my bud is I am looking forward to getting to Maine. I'm almost there. I don't have very much further to go in New Hampshire. And um, I'm looking forward to getting to the state line and crossing over into a new state. And it'll be the final state. So very excited about that. Looking forward to that. Um, yeah, so that's the Rosebud Thorn segment. So now I will jump into a quick summary of my week this week. As I mentioned in the previous episode, I had absolutely gorgeous weather the whole week long, and it was 
just magnificent to go over some of these spectacular peaks with just not a cloud in the sky, sunny, blue skies the whole time, and it was pretty incredible. Of course, the flip side of that is that this coming week is going to be just rain the whole week, so there is that, but um, I had a an absolutely perfect week of weather going through most of the White Mountains, which was a real treat. So on Monday, I did about 66 miles or so this week, uh, which is a lot for um, this area. That's um, people that are averaging 20 miles a day coming into this region. They typically don't do more than 12 or uh, max in a day in this area. So um, it, the terrain is very, very difficult and can slow you down quite a bit. Um, the, uh, typical hiker will average about one mile an hour going through some of this terrain. That's how tough it is. So, so anyway, on Monday, I went 11 miles to the Kinsman Pond Shelter and I went up and over both of the Kinsman Ridges. Um, it was 11 miles, or it was, excuse me, seven miles uphill to a shelter, and then from there it was a really fun climb up to the South Kinsman and the North Kinsman Peak. And the North Kinsman Overlook was just incredible because you you come to this big overlook and you're looking straight out at Franconia Ridge. And I didn't even realize it at when I first got there, but there was a bunch of locals there who pointed it out to me, the fact that that was the iconic Franconia Ridge right in front of me that I was staring at. And it was really neat to be with those locals up there because they gave me the whole rundown of what, what to expect. And, you know, I'd be, I was going to be going up and over that ridge the next couple of days. And so they gave me all kind of pointers and told me all, all about what's the best things to do up there and stuff. And, um, I even got their phone number and they said, you know, we're local. If you need anything, let us know. And so that was very, very nice to um, run into that group of locals up there on top of the Kinsmans. And then I camped at one of the um, AMC campsites, uh, Kinsman Pond, which was uh, a shelter right on this gorgeous little pond uh, way up there. And uh, yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. So I met some, some different through hikers that I had never met before. Um, one of them, his name was Stickers, and he got the trail name because he gives out stickers to everybody. And um, he gave me a sticker of his face that was clean shaven before he started the trail. And of course, now he's been hiking since Georgia, so he has this big old bushy beard, and it's just hilarious because... The, pic, the sticker he gave me is definitely not the giant beard. He's clean-shaven, so it's quite the contrast, and it was pretty funny. So that was Monday. On Tuesday, I went down to the road, and it was about five miles down to the road from where I camped, and then I met my friend Liz, and Liz is a friend of Jacqueline's, and she's the one that I went kayaking with, uh, over Memorial Day. So when I was stayed with Jacqueline, we went up and met with Liz 
and went kayaking with her because her family had the lake house and all that. You may remember that from previous episodes. But anyway, she came up to hike Franconia Ridge with me, and it worked out really well because I was able to hike down to the parking lot, meet her, and then we went up to Liberty Springs campsite, and I dropped my bag, and then from there it was like another half mile or so to the summit of Mount Liberty. And so we summited together on Mount Liberty and had a great time up there, and then she went down and had to go home for a family function, and then I just went like another like a half mile down to the campsite and took a nap because it was like one or two o'clock by that point. And um, I knew that I was going to have great weather going over the ridge. So I really wanted to just take my time and enjoy it. So I just had a short day, nine miles uh, to Liberty Springs Campground. And the campground was wonderful. There's a lot of people there. And um, the caretaker was great. She helped me set up my tent. It took me like an hour to figure out how to set up my tent on these tent platforms because I have kind of a non-traditional tent. My tent is a tension tent, meaning that it operates, it doesn't have poles. It uses the tension of staking out um, guy lines and you use your trekking poles as like the two main poles for your tent and the tension of using the guy wires holds the tent up but when it's rocky and you have tent platforms that's a little bit more difficult and so I had to get the caretaker involved and she helped me set up my tent which was super clutch and super helpful and there was also a group of leaders who were from this company called Apogee Adventures and they were training they were doing a training hike for their upcoming summer season and these guys were going to be leading backpacking trips and adventure trips all over the world in like the Swiss Alps and stuff. And um, so, yeah, so they were a really neat group to talk to and um, be around that night on Tuesday. And one of those leaders was actually a Clemson grad. And not only that, she actually knew a friend of mine who is hiking on the Pacific Crest Trail right now. So we had a... Uh, mutual friend, which was really neat. So we got a picture and sent it to him and it was, it was really cool. So anyway, um, so then on Wednesday, I went over the entire Franconia Ridge, which includes three different peaks, uh, Haystack Peak, Lincoln Peak, and Lafayette Peak. And it's about a five mile stretch, totally exposed ridgeline. You're on top of the world. And it, it was just absolutely incredible you're walking and you have 360 views the whole day in both directions it's just absolutely incredible especially with good weather and it's one of those things it's one of those hikes where you can't stop you can't help but stop every five minutes and just soak in the view it's that good and so it i i took my time and enjoyed myself and i have started this thing in the white mountains a tradition called Tea on Top. And every single peak that I've been over so far, all the 4,000 foot peaks anyway, all the major peaks, um, I have uh, done Tea on Top. So I've, got, I've stopped, I've gotten out my cup of water, uh, my, my stove and my, my, my pot and boiled water and made hot tea on top of every peak that I've done, or all of the 4,000 footer peaks. So I think I'm at like 
eight or nine so far now this week. Um, but yeah, it was pretty cool. I had four cups of tea that day. Um, and then I ended up making it to the Galehead Hut, which is one of those high alpine huts nestled in the mountains that you have to hike into. And they, and I did a work for stay program. And I think I explained how that works in the previous segment, but, um, yeah, it was a really neat experience and, uh, really enjoyed that. The crew that runs that hut was wonderful. They were super nice to me and I got a place to stay that was indoors, which was nice. Um, so yeah, Wednesday was just really, really neat, really, really cool. And then Thursday I did 15 miles. That was a very long day down to Crawford Notch. I went over Twin Mountain and from Twin Mountain, I could look back over all the different, all the ridges that I did on Wednesday and looking back over all that stuff, I'm like, it felt unreal. It's like you're looking at it and you're like, did I really just come up and over all of that in one day? Like, it's just crazy. But I did, and it was a really neat feeling. Um, and, uh, yeah, so then I came down um, to the Crawford Notch, and as I was approaching the road down by Crawford Notch, I knew that there were some camps campsites that were near there, but not technically on the AT. You had to, like, um, get a ride uh, down into the campsite. So I was planning on hitchhiking down to one of the campsites just a couple miles down the road um, and then paying to, to stay the night at like a forest service campsite. And uh, I just happened to run into this guy that was there out for a day hike and just camping for the night. And he not only had his car in the parking lot, but he offered me a ride over to the campsite. He was staying at the same campsite that I was trying to get to. And then we ended up splitting the campsite, and uh, I had a we had a fire, and it was it was a really nice night, um, and um, yeah. So Thursday was when things kind of got a little complicated because Thursday night I came down into Crawford Notch, and I was looking at the weather, and the weather was supposed to there was supposed to be one more good day on Friday, and then rain on Saturday and Sunday pretty much all of this upcoming week. And so I was trying to figure out how to get up and over Mount Washington and the presidential portion of the trail uh, because there's these peaks that are all exposed, including Mount Washington, all above tree line. There's like 12 miles of trail that's just exposed ridges. And it's like super, it's super beautiful, but it can be super dangerous in bad weather. And so you really, really got to be careful going through this section. And I knew that I wasn't going to get up and over that entire stretch before um, the bad weather hit in a day and a half. And so I was trying to figure out how I was going to get at least some of that in the good weather. And the guy that I was camping with, he came up with a brilliant idea to drive me to a trailhead and then have me go up this side trail to one of the huts and up to the ridge line and then do basically the route that I was going to do in reverse so that that way today on the backside coming down on Saturday I would be below tree line and less exposed when the bad weather hit which is 
pretty much exactly what happened. I I had an absolutely wonderful, perfect day above treeline Friday. It was actually like, it was almost too hot because it was like 85 degrees and the sun was beating down on me at 6,000 feet and I, there's, you're exposed, you're above trees. So there's nothing to protect you. And it was magnificent and the views were incredible, but it was also just sun beating down on you for eight hours, which was tough. Um, but it was really a neat experience. And I actually, because I went to that random trailhead, I actually ran into three guys from Connecticut who were doing the same loop that I was in reverse going southbound from this trailhead up to the Madison hut and then over and back to Crawford Notch. So that was cool to have three guys to hike with that were doing the same loop in two days. And then also, I ran into a local that I had met earlier in the week on Mount Liberty, on top of Mount Liberty. I ran into the same guy at this trailhead, and so that was cool. Uh, A little bit of a God-wink moment there. And I ended the day yesterday at the Lake of the Clouds hut and did a second work for stay. And that hut is just amazing. The view from there and the sunset was just incredible the crew that runs that hut was amazing they were super friendly um and just super personable and yeah it was just a really really wonderful experience super clear night you could see all the stars and it's right it's right on the other side of mount washington so it's it's um pretty high up it was like 5500 feet probably so Really, really awesome. And then from there, it was just a a real short half day down to the trail uh, or down to the um, back to where I went up or where I ended on Thursday. Uh, So this morning I did like maybe seven or eight down to the trail, something like that, um, which was not bad. And I got I got down before noon We got an early start to beat the weather and get ahead of it. And then I went to Mass today, and I'm staying with uh, a connection here in Franconia tonight. And then tomorrow afternoon, at some point, I will get back on trail and continue for next week, going up and over the Wildcat Mountains. So that is the next uh, peak I will be tackling is the Wildcats, the, the two Wildcat Mountains. So, yeah, been a pretty amazing week and lots of different uh, ways in which God has provided for me in ways that I didn't even know I needed to be provided for. So super thankful for the people that I've met this week and the amazing views and the amazing weather. So, yeah, it's been a really, really, really good week and probably one of the most memorable ones on trail so far. So there's this saying on trail amongst the thru-hiker community um, that goes, the trail provides. And essentially what that means is that whenever you're really in a pinch and you need something, like, it's going to happen. And it's essentially the secular version of a God wink when you just, it's exactly what you need at the perfect time, at the perfect place. 
to to just really pick up your spirits or like boost your mood or like really save you from being in a very sticky situation. Like if you're out of food, for example, and another thru hiker comes by or you stay at a shelter with the thru hiker and they share your food, their food. Or, you know, you really need water and then all of a sudden you pass this random stream crossing and you're able to filter water. Or, like, your filter breaks and then there's a, there just happens to be another hiker that comes by with a filter that you can borrow. Or just things like that, you know? And, you know, if you've been following this podcast at all, you've heard me recount stories like that countless times over the course of the last eight weeks or so since I've been on trail. Just incredible stories of generosity and people just random acts of kindness that are just incredible and really restore your faith in humanity. And I had so many of those moments this week. And to me, as somebody who is religious and um, very spiritual, these are signs of divine providence. They're God winks, um, whatever you want to call them. Um, you know, not everybody is necessarily going to go that far as to call them God winks. But one thing that everybody out here on trail can agree on is that the trail does provide. And I have um, noticed that time and time again. And, you know, in my mind, that's God providing uh, through the trail. And um, an example is Thursday night. You know, I'm coming down. I'm at the end of a long day. I'd done 15 miles. And... I actually debated staying at the Ethan Pond shelter, but I stopped and made some food and decided to just push on those last three miles to the road. And had I not done that, I never would have met Doug from Connecticut, and he's the one that had a car in the parking lot. He drove me to the campground. He was staying at that same campground. I camped with him, and he knows the area. He's camped here countless times over the years. He's come up with his family for, for years. Um, and so it was his suggestion to drive me to this random trailhead and have me go backwards up and over Mount Washington on Friday and, and Saturday back to Crawford Notch so that I could avoid the weather and still be able to have some amazing time above treeline up in the presidential range going over Mount Washington and experience that on a clear day on Friday as opposed to getting up there on Saturday, today, when it was rainy and foggy and miserable. And so, and not to mention dangerous, getting stuck up there above treeline when it's thunder and lightning and all that. And so, um, but none of that would have ever happened had I chosen to stay at the shelter and not push those last three miles. Or had I hiked slower or faster, you know, the sheer probability of all of that coming together so beautifully is just mind-boggling. And you can't help but think that it has to be God that orchestrated all of that, at least in my mind anyway. I don't know. Other people may disagree. But, um, yeah. So that was the first example. And the second example I have from this week is um, when I stayed at Liberty Springs campsite. And, you know, I, I have a tension tent and it was very difficult to set up on the platforms and I was feeling very frustrated and 
upset and um because i wanted to set up my tent and i ended up going to the caretaker and she talked me through it and really helped me to set up my tent and like just again another reminder of like the trail provides and god will give you everything that you need to meet you where you are and that's been probably one of the biggest lessons and takeaways that I've had from my time on trail is just that whole idea of God will provide. He will, no matter what, you have to just trust the process and let the process unfold, even if you don't have every step spelled out for you. All God gives us is the very next step, and sometimes that's enough. We just have to trust him and trust that his plan is so much greater than anything we could have ever imagined. If you had told me Thursday night that I was going to go, or Thursday afternoon as I was coming down to that campsite, that I was going to meet some random guy from Connecticut, and then he was going to drive me in the morning to a random trailhead where I was going to run into a guy named Steve that I had met earlier on top of a different peak, and then I was going to go up and over Mount Washington backwards with three guys that I had just met and they were going to become good friends by the end of the day, I would have said you're crazy. But that's exactly what happened. And it was just an incredible experience that I never could have planned and is so much better than anything I could have ever planned. But yet that's the plan that got orchestrated. And it was just... Like I said, just an absolutely incredible reminder of God is in control. And it really fits well with the message from Mass this week. I went to Saturday afternoon evening Mass. And the the readings from this week were um, the, the, the deacon that gave the homily kind of talked about how all of the different readings from this week really address fear. And the fact that, okay, we live in this broken world that is not the way that God designed it. And when we get, and and naturally, because it's not the way that God originally designed it, we're going to run into frustrations. We're going to run into trials and tribulations. And those can be frustrating. And when we get frustrated, we feel like we've hit a roadblock and then we feel like we're not accomplishing what we want to accomplish. And then what that leads to is fear, fear of not being able to carry out God's will for our lives, fear of not being able to account of letting people down, fear of X, Y, Z. And when you live in that constant state of fear, then what that does is that creates anxiety that creates stress and then you you aren't able to be fully present you're you're just constantly worrying about things that are outside of your control and so all three of those readings talk about how do we address fear how do we address fear and it's through trust in Jesus it's through Trusting the fact that, okay, God has a plan, God's in control, 
and not letting that fear of letting him down or like not being able to carry out his will get in the way of doing the best you can because you just have to recognize the fact that we live in a broken world and you're not necessarily going to be able to accomplish everything that you want to accomplish but that doesn't mean that you're not accomplishing God's will and that doesn't mean that your contributions even if they don't seem significant aren't actually significant in the long run even if you don't see ever see the fruits of your labor God can still use everything that you do in every moment to impact people's lives in a positive manner. So I would like to wrap up this week's episode with a wink of the week segment. I know it's been a few weeks since I've done like an official like wink of the week segment. I've kind of woven it into some of the other segments throughout the episode. Um, but this week, I felt like really required a dedicated segment for Wink of the Week. And I really, that has to go out to Frances, the girl that I met at Liberty Springs Campsite, who is a Clemson grad. Uh, that was just absolutely wild to be at this campsite. I was just having a, it was a gorgeous weather. I went up and summited Mount Liberty. And then I came down and took a nap at the campsite, great weather, and there's this big group that rolls in, and they're all um, trip leaders, and they're doing, they work for this company called Apogee Adventures, and they're all about my age, and they're all just awesome, fun-loving people, and they were clearly part of, like, a big group, and they are, they were apparently doing a training to, um prepare for their summer of leading trips uh, of youth and adventure trips and these weren't just like any backpacking trips these were like intense like 10 20 30 day trips expeditions through the alps and places like that just crazy and one of the girls was from clemson and I just happened to be wearing my Clemson hat. And most of the time on trail, I'm not. I just carry my Clemson hat in my bag and wear it like around camp and stuff. But a lot of times I'm wearing my big cowboy hat and my big straw hat. And that's the hat I hike in is the straw hat. So I really don't wear my Clemson cap very often. But I did that day for some reason. And she saw it and we started talking and turns out she knows my friend Sean, who is hiking the Pacific Crest Trail. So we sent him a picture, and that was just so cool to connect with another Clemson student uh, up there on top of the mountain. So really, really neat uh, small world Godwink moment. And uh, yeah, just super neat to connect there with her. And so, yeah, that was the Wink of the Week. And... Man, oh man, what a week. It was just perfect, perfect weather coming through most of the major peaks in the White Mountains, over Mount Washington, through the presidential range, uh, above treeline, just incredible breathtaking views all day long for five straight days, which was just insane. And... Now it is supposed to rain for the next like week straight, basically. So 
The next week is going to be a slog and not great views, but I've had great views this past week, and it was probably view-wise definitely one of the better, one of the best weeks on trail so far. I mean, it's just been insane. The ridge, the ridge walks. I mean, the views from the campsites, even down low, like looking up, you're just seeing some crazy, crazy sights and. I am so glad that I was able to do, to do this section because I was very close and actually strongly considered getting off trail uh, and just c wrapping up my trip early after I had all of the tick issues and stuff like that. So just very thankful that I was able to get back on trail and get healthy to be able to do this stretch of the trail. So now I'm in the final push. I have exactly two weeks from today is when I will be summiting Mount Katahdin to meet my dad. And um, unfortunately, I'm not going to make it all the way there on foot. I'm going to have to skip a portion of Maine. So uh, it's just a question of how much I'm going to have to skip at this point. So I'm going to really push these next two weeks and see how far I can get into Maine. And then when the time comes, I will bump up and meet my dad at Mount Katahdin and spend a week with him in Maine. So really looking forward to that and um, looking forward to uh, wrapping up this amazing adventure. So can't wait to uh, fill you in next week and see what this week has in store for us. So tune in next week for uh, another update and thanks for listening. Thank you for tuning in for this week's episode of the Future Father Dave podcast. I'm eternally grateful for this opportunity to share my journey with you. And I pray that in sharing my story, I can inspire you in your own spiritual journey.